This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The Church Boys. Candace, thank you for coming down to the Blaze today and talk. I mean, we've done, I feel like we've done a bunch of interviews. There's always something to talk with you about. Whether it's email or text yeah, exactly. or live. Or, can I just like, call you and ask you this question really quick? <laughs> I know, it's great. Um, you have a million projects going on. I guess let's start because yesterday, it was yesterday, which yep. was uh, Tuesday, you were on The View. And you guys got into the whole gay cake drama, <laughs> yeah. um, which has been sort of the never-ending story that we've been covering. I mean, we've been covering all these cases at The Blaze. And you got into it a little bit with Raven Simone. Yeah. And I saw a piece of that debate. Um, what I guess, let me ask you this, because I know we've talked in the past. And you're not somebody who goes out, you know, throwing opinions out all the time. But when you're on The View, not, you, right. you do it. Uh, what were you feeling going into that conversation? Were you nervous about it? Oh, I was very nervous. I mean, I knew what our hot topics were going to be that morning, but it was also a topic that I felt very strongly about and was passionate about. So I was excited in the sense that it was something that I could passionately speak about because not all those hot topics feel right. that way. Um, but I, but it was very scary and kind of uncharted territory for me uh, to to be that open about a a topic that's so controversial in our day and age right now. It's just a heated subject. And um, so I just, you know, I wanted to be as truthful and honest and speak in in love as much as I could, but just be factual about things. And that's really where I was coming from. I, you know... Raven didn't like what you had to say, right? No, she didn't. (laughs) And I think that's why it made for good television. Right. Well, I mean, she, but, and I and I said this to you before we recorded too, but I just, I loved her. She had this stank face on at the end of just how frustrated she was. Um, but, you know, you defended the bakers and talked about how, you know, in your view, it wasn't necessarily discrimination, that this is different from turning people away, let's say, from a diner just because they're gay, right? Exactly. I presented it that um, it really wasn't about, I wasn't there to debate gay marriage or straight marriage. Right. It was about these bakers and their religious and freedoms and the freedom of association and um the the one point that i did not get right that i said on the show i was wrong about um that i wish i had known at the time was that um Whoopi had asked me you know were these bakers invited to the wedding and i had said no i didn't realize but when i went and did a little more research they in fact were and that was part of the problem that they wanted them to be at the at the reception to cut the cake and present the cake and again it just came down to them having um that that uh you know feeling that it conflicted with their religion to go to the ceremony to bake the cake for the ceremony but it wasn't against these two women that they had baked cakes previously for and so that was really where my argument was i wasn't (laughs) and and uh but yeah i mean we had a very different points of view on it and you know it's always interesting to hear where everyone's coming from and, I and it's sure a hard environment you go in really and it's like you when you if you have any sort of view that is not you know pretty far left of center you end up uh-huh. it's sort of you versus everybody on that show yeah. um you know moderates go in there and it's the same thing you know it's sort of them versus yes. the other three or four women who are on did you feel like you left in a good place with raven after that Oh, yes, I did. We talked during the commercial break. I mean, we hugged one another. And listen, we know that we have different opposing views, and we we just will. And that's why 
it's going to be great to be, um, you know, when I when I'm on that panel, it it makes for good conversations. Yeah. But my other big point that I wanted to get across that I mentioned on the show, and that it's something that's so important, is that we can learn to have respectful conversations with people that we don't agree with. And I might, Raven and I might be totally opposite on certain views or, and, and have different opinions, but we're going to agree on some things in life too. And I always make the, talk about my best friend. My best friend is Buddhist. My best friend is liberal. Like she's nothing like me in that sense. And she's my best friend since we've been 15 years old. We don't have the same viewpoints, but we... It, it, on certain topics, can agree to disagree and still have love and respect for one another. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's funny because I was saying to you before we started recording, you know, I I live in New York. Everybody I know is either, I mean, most people I know are not Christians that I'm friends with uh-huh. or, or some of them are atheists. Some of them um, are gay. Some of my very close friends are gay. So when you get, it gets awkward though sometimes yeah. when, and it shouldn't be. I feel like we should be able to say, and you said this to Raven too, we can leave this with different opinions, right, mm-hmm. on it. And that's okay. We yeah. don't have to agree on everything, right? And and so it's just it's crazy to me with this discussion, sort of where it's gone. Um, and I think you saw that in the panel. And maybe I don't really know that it's because of gay marriage happening so recently. I think that this issue has been heated for a while, mm-hmm. um, and I think it'll continue to be heated. I don't yeah. think that this is going to dissipate very easily. Um, what do you think Christians? I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot and say, what do you think Christians should do? How should Christians react? Because it's an emotional thing for everybody involved. Well, it is very emotional, and that's why I think everyone has the responsibility um, to react in a way that um, is right for them. I know that might sound strange, but I think as Christians also, I don't think that, um, I think it gets dangerous when we, someone can make a choice of how to respond and then everyone flocks to it and says, okay, now this is the standard. This is how we have to respond. I don't, I don't agree with that. You know, as much as I support the, the right of, for these bakers to have that religious freedom of of the decision to say, no, I don't want to be a part of this ceremony. I don't, I don't know or think that I would have handled it the same way. Right. I would probably have seen that as an opportunity. I probably would have handled it of, being able to provide that service, but maybe if I felt uncomfortable to be at the service, provide someone that in my company that right. didn't, and I would have made them the you know the best cake that I possibly could to put my best efforts and say God bless you. Right. You know, but that but also that's my right to do that, and it's their right of how they handled it too. So, um, I, I there's not a cookie cutter answer because it is emotional, but I think as Christians, again, we want to love and respect everyone. We should be Christians, right? Yes. <laughs> and there's a lot of examples of Christians not being Christians sometimes. Exactly. and Because we're all human, right? So I think it's difficult. And and you brought up a good point because I think for some people they would say, oh, well, I'd make the cake, but I wouldn't want to be a photographer who goes to the ceremony maybe. Or uh-huh. I wouldn't want to host the ceremony, but I'd make the cake or I'd, I'd do the pictures, right? Yeah. So, and, I mean, there's all different ideas. And I, I think it's a really good point that you brought up. And then understanding that this is their religious right, right, under the First mm-hmm. Amendment, that they believe they have the right to do, to not provide this service. But it gets really, really interesting when you say, okay, well, what if it's a lesbian printing company and Westboro comes to them and says, mm-hmm. we want you to print these flyers. 
should they have to do it? I would say no. I mean, if, if the lesbians don't want to print that. Absolutely. It's it goes a message. both ways. Right, 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 right. So, and then you get into really sort of uncharted, dangerous territory because you're talking about discrimination laws and where yes, they go. I know. And in fact, we interviewed a really great couple, um, these two women in New Jersey who own a printing company, and they have come out and support their lesbians in support of all these Christian businesses in saying... Look, we get it. Exactly what we're saying now. We, uh-huh. we understand where you're coming from. We don't agree with you, but we wouldn't want to have to do that either, right, if it were us yes. on the other side. And so I think, I think that that's important, and I think it was great that you stood up there and had that you know, conversation with, with them. Thank you. <laughs> Let's transition to a, a related topic. And I think I've asked you about this before, but I always love getting insight. And it's just you know, being a Christian in Hollywood. I think in a lot of Americans' minds, there's such a disconnect between mm-hmm. Hollywood and Christianity and especially evangelicals. What's the hardest part about being a Christian in Hollywood? Or do you think there's a hard part for you? See, the mentality that I go into my work day with is, um, I mean, I'm Candace. Yes, of course, I'm all these things. I'm a Christian. I'm a mom. I'm a producer. I'm an actress. I'm a whatever. You can slap whatever labels on. A Christian is is one of those things. I mean, obviously, it's kind of the fullness, like the completeness yeah. of who I am. But but I just feel like I'm, I'm a human being walking into work and doing my job. So it doesn't matter that I'm in the entertainment industry or if I were, if I own my own baking. Right, exactly. <laughs> my own bake, baking company. But, um, you know, I, I think just because my business is very liberal and the people in Hollywood, the majority is liberal, uh, there's a, there's a caution that I certainly have of um, not being too too offensive or wanting to. Right. I, don't, I never want to intentionally offend anyone. Uh, that's not the nature of who I am or what I would ever want to be or do. But um, and at the same time, I always would have to be true to my myself. And so it's just about, it's having conviction and kind of knowing what my boundaries and my standards are before I go in there. But it's, there's always certain times that's difficult because you you have to tiptoe a little bit, depending um, on the situation. Do you find yourself ever having to sort of avoid a role? I mean, I know like looking at roles and I don't know, I don't know what the process is like for you. Are there times where you're like, oh, this just isn't good for me? Well, the, the really great thing about where I'm at in my career over the last two years is that I'm producing and, and starring in the types of projects or shows that I really want to be uh, doing. And so there aren't a lot of things, I think a lot of the scripts that I get or the, or the scripts that I seek to have written um, a lot of them are on brand. I think people know me well enough, so I'm not getting material anymore. I'm uh, over the last few years that that's even right. What's the point? Right? Yeah, you're not going like, to. No, like, people yeah. kind of kind of know that, um, and so it's it's been really nice. I kind of like pinch myself all the time because it's really hard to have to keep family values within the entertainment industry solely as your career because a lot of people do family entertainment stuff but then they also do the other stuff that's not and they and and you can have that i mean most people have that kind of career it's like hey great if they can do something for their kids they will but if they do a rated r movie that's shoot them up action whatever doesn't necessarily mean that it's dirty but 
they can have that all. And I've specifically said, I want to do family entertainment. And it's hard to have a career that is only about that. Right. And, and I've managed to, and that's exactly what I'm doing. So I kind of chuckle and go, wow, all those prayers I've been praying for a really long time are, are uh, coming to fruition, coming right? To fruition. Well, it's funny because I know in the past, in, in the past interview where we talked, you know, there's a big difference between being a Christian actress and an actress who's a Christian, right? right? And a lot of, when you talk about family sort of friendly, a lot of people end up only doing Christian films, which you have yes. not fallen into that, no. which is a fine place to be if you want to be there. Yes. But I think, you know, it definitely, it's, it's a certain market, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so that's interesting. And then you have, obviously, the big news this year. And I loved, and we talked, like, the day after, the, or the day the news broke about full, the Full House reboot. Yes. Um, and that people were so excited about was that the show's coming back. Yeah. And I think the piece for our audience, and what I loved with talking with you about it, was just the family-friendly aspect of it, right? Yep. Retaining that. Yes. Um, so tell me, when do you guys start shooting? So Fuller House is starting in a few weeks. Oh, wow. And we will be shooting in front of a live audience. So if you're in L.A., you can go online. I don't know if the tickets are up yet, but they probably will be within the next week. But you can come sit in our audience oh, and watch cool. a taping. And Does that make you more nervous, like knowing that? Oh, no, it's great. The live audience gives you so much more energy and everyone's performance level just gets it kicked up a notch because then you have people laughing at the jokes right. and ooing and aahing and it makes it way more fun. That's great. Yeah, it would, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it would make me more nervous. But I guess not. I guess it gives you an energy. You don't even see the audience because you're on the set. I mean, it's a three-walled set in the sense that that fourth wall isn't there because the audience is right. sitting there. The cameras are there, and then the audience is even behind the cameras. But with even all the lights, you can, we sort can't of blackness, even see right? the, yeah. the audience. It's like when you're on a stage. If anyone's ever been in the theater or, or stood on a stage before, those lights are almost blinding. You can never see the audience in front of you. So cool. So, I mean, what's your biggest hope for this? You know, what are you hoping audiences get from this? Oh, I hope that, I hope they get all warm and fuzzy watching the show. I hope that all of their, the nostalgic memories that they have from the original Full House will kind of live up to the expectation within the new show, Fuller House. Uh, and I hope that it's a place where families can come and have their kids watch a brand new television show and be pleased and that they can trust it, that they can trust and right. it will be funny and entertaining again for both parents and kids and that was really something that Full House did so well and I think is why it, it's still running in syndication today everywhere I feel like you see it all the time it's still on yeah. everywhere um, yeah so. Fam, you know, parents could watch it with their kids and not completely hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what we're trying to do with Fuller House 2 is to, it's a it's a new show, it's modern concepts. I think that's one thing I want to just say is we're not redoing Full House in the sense that I get all these people that are going, hey, here's your new Michelle Tanner and they're sending me pictures <laughs> of their little adorable baby girls. But I'm like, we're not redoing Full House. Like, it's right. not that. It's not a remake. We're not yeah. recasting everyone. Right. We are our characters, but we're in present day. So I'm DJ. That's a mom that's was married for 15 years and has three kids and Michelle is grown up like she's right. real and not you know uh, but but again it's it's modern it's in present day uh, everyone uh, the majority of the people aside from the Olsen twins yeah. they're coming back why for, wouldn't they do it <laughs> why wouldn't episode. they do it like was it just a I don't I mean I don't know I only heard uh, yeah. you know just the response 
That's you would think that they would stuff. want, but they're very like I feel like they're a little like quiet. You know, they're very quiet. It seems so. Listen, they haven't they haven't been actors for more right. than ten years, and right. they're in the fashion industry. So I That's can totally thing. understand that and respect that. I really wish they would uh, come and fans would love it. A, obviously, a brief appearance it would have been fantastic. But I but I completely respect their position on it. Uh, so anyway, everyone will be back for the first episode to kind of set it up, and so I think fans will be really pleased with that. But then it really goes into the spinoff show, That's which great. becomes a show about. You know, three women raising these three boys and a girl. It's great. It's great. And so, did you guys go into this knowing because there was there was talk of it for a long time, right? Yeah. That this would be family friendly. Was that something that was sort of always there? That if we do this again, we want it to feel like the original. Absolutely, because there's, I mean, there's a branding that goes along with Full House. People know what to expect when they watch Full House. So, it there would it would make no sense to bring back to or bring a show based on what Full House was about and have it not reflect uh, just the same values and wholesomeness right. of what people originally fell in love with. Right, exactly. And so, um, you know, I've read the first few scripts. They're they're very cute. And, um, I mean, I think they're, they're great, but we have to remember, too, that comedy is, and even our present day, we've advanced in the sense of what, we feel is appropriate right. or not appropriate for certain viewers and so you know being someone that's on the conservative end there's certainly a few jokes where i'm like oh that that might be a little bit much for right. me like a little bit in the sense of family but for other people that they're like no this is a hey my right. five-year-old hears this kind of stuff all the time and then you'll have people be like there's not enough right i mean yeah and you and always you're, you're have not that. gonna please everybody but i but i do say i mean in general on on in the big picture scale, it's we're trying to reflect those That's same great. family values in just modern, current day. And because you have absolutely nothing going on, apparently, and I'm being sarcastic <laughs> there, you also have a book coming out on August 1st. Tell me about yes, the book. Yes, so my book is called Dancing Through Life, Steps of Courage and Conviction. And it's a book I really wanted to write for a long time, but I never felt that I had the right platform to do it. And when I was on Dancing with the Stars... I learned so much about myself and it really was a place for me to display my faith as a Christian in front of millions of people, but then also to draw my lines in the sand of having boundaries, of having convictions, and then having the courage to just step out of my comfort zone, step out of the box and push myself into something that was so incredibly scary. And there were ups Seems and terrifying. Downs and- it to stand in front of all those terrifying. people and, and then everybody watching and perform when your dancing is not something for 90% of the people who do the show that they're used to doing yeah. it all, right? It was it was so terrifying. I mean, I truly, I wanted to vomit before every show. <laughs> I actually, when I was on The View yesterday, I was walking down the steps to go onto the main stage. And the whole audience was there, but they were playing music just to get everyone kind of riled up. And they had were playing a song that I danced <laughs> to the cha-cha. And the amount of memories that flooded back in that moment as I'm walking on this flashbacks. stage, I'm hearing that song. And it was like my most nervous week. And I was like, turn the song off. Like I'm having these nervous pains right now. Uh, it, but, but it was the most incredible experience I've had in the sense that well, I mean, in the general sense, but I grew so much as a person. I learned so much about myself. And they were, it was the perfect way for me to then write this book 
that I've wanted to for a long time using Dancing with the Stars as the platform. And so uh, there, you don't have to have watched Dancing with the Stars to appreciate this book, to learn from this book, to grow, to take something away from it. It's a book for everybody, but I go week by week uh, in the book. Like each chapter is a week of what, how I maybe, how I either failed or, or was renewed or strengthened and what I, you know, how we deal with social media and relationships. I mean, there's just so much stuff in there. Yeah, that's another, that's always an interesting thing to me. People who, whatever they're doing, acting, whatever, they're on social media and you're getting responses and I would imagine most of it are people who love you and they're saying, Mm -hmm. but then there's that whole element of people who probably don't say nice things sometimes. Is that, is that difficult? Especially when you're competing on a show like that and people are saying, oh, you did a great job or you were terrible. Yeah, it, social media is always it's always a love-hate relationship. I really do love it. And my, my fans know that. I'm so interactive with them and talk on social media all the time and comment back. And it's really me. I don't have anyone else running it for me. And I do it because I really like it. But when you, when you do something that does upset people whether that's a comment that I make on The View, because let me tell you, my Twitter feed <laughs> oh, was I would imagine yesterday so much was crazy. Hate. Uh, but then even when I was on Dancing with the Stars, of people saying, why are you still on? Charlie White is so much better than you. How did you get it? Like, why is he off the show and you're still on? That's disgusting. You're horrible. You need to just leave now. <laughs> it's all your <laughs> like, fault. <laughs> yeah, so at some point, you either just laugh it off or you turn it off. Right. Or you use that delete button. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would imagine there's times you want to respond, and I mean, there's tweets that I'll start writing, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna delete that right now because thing. it's not gonna go over. Sometimes well. it does just make you feel a little better just to write it out. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to like, send it. I was thinking it. I wrote it out. That's good enough. Yeah. Now I'm gonna delete it. Um, especially when you're on the View and you talk about issues like you did yesterday. I would imagine you had a lot of supporters, but also you had people who were saying what you would expect them to say. Yes, I, I had both, but my my favorite part were the the all the texts I got from my my gay friends my very close gay friends that were saying we love you and we can all have different opinions and you fight for what's you believe in and I'm gonna fight for what I believe in and those are my buddies those are my friends and we all know each other and have love and respect for each other that's that's really great and I feel like that's what we lack in this country Uh overall we don't and I think we're all guilty of it at moments, but being able to say, you know what, we disagree. We're going to walk away and we're going to disagree, but we love each other still. It yeah. doesn't change how we yeah. because feel. It, and I hate that it always comes back to gay and straight because it's just, and I get it, it's what we're arguing over at this moment in time in right. life. But I hate, I, I hate that because it's so much... My friends who are gay are so much more than just my being my gay friend. They're right. not they're my friend. Right. You it's love them. It's not my gay friend. Right. Just like my best friend is she, I don't call her my Buddhist friend or my liberal friend or my right. democratic friend right. and I don't get it a huff and a puff because right. she votes a different way than I do. I would have no friends if I did that. I, I, not my I know. I don't want to be friends with people that are just like me. Right, right. I want people to encourage me, of course, and I like having conversations with like-minded people. They can make you sharper uh, in your thoughts and, and even in your own beliefs to help you really articulate what it is that you stand for. 
as well as people that have differing points of view. Yeah. But like, I just think it would be horrible if you were only friends with people that had the exact same viewpoint as you do. Yeah, and how do you refine your views if you don't have yes. people ever saying to you, you know what, I don't agree with you and here's why. It's not like you're going to change your mind all the time, but sometimes you're going to say, you know what, maybe in that area, I can understand where you're coming from. I still don't agree, but yeah. I can have a little bit more grace in how I approach it, yeah. maybe. or right? compassion, right. or just an understanding. There's lots of things I don't understand, and I love having those conversations of, well, then explain it to me. How, how do you feel? Because I'm not in your position, and I, I don't know. Right. We're like solving the world's problems. <laughs> Are this we? is great. This is a wonderful conversation. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to? Uh, oh, oh, Hallmark. Just Hallmark. Just one last little yes. shout out. I do have a movie that will be on July 26th. It's the second installment of my my mystery series yes. that's mm-hmm. on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. So it's the Aurora Tea, Aurora Tea Garden series. And this second movie is called Real Murders. It's They're really fun. They're all family friendly even though there's murder in the name. <laughs> <laughs> there, it's like a sleuth yeah, kind of detective type of movie series. But they're great. And um, I love this. I loved the first one, but the second one is even better. That's great. Yeah. We'll make sure we link out so everybody can, can get the information on that. One last question for you. How do you balance it all? I know you've written, you wrote a book I about this, and we talked about it. But how, it. how do you, because it seems like you're more and more and more and more busy. I mean, every time we talk, there's more yes. going on. I am so busy, and to this day, I've still, <laughs> I still don't, I don't have any help. It's me. I, of course, I have a manager and an agent, and they help incredibly. But as far as home life and my husband and my kids, I don't. We don't have help, and I think at this point in my career, because it's so busy, I'm going to break down and probably get a personal assistant. And I know p- people that are much less busy than I am that have had them forever and it seems they like it's I'm justified that I don't uh, I you know what I'm a workhorse and I think that uh, a lot of people don't know that about me but I'm a I'm a super hard worker I mean my dad was a public middle school teacher for 35 years and that very thing that he impressed upon all of us kids growing up and it was like he said it over and over and over was just work hard work hard work hard and just impressed a work ethic for all of us and that's kind of who I am so um it's not even that I'm a control freak but sometimes I just look at something and I'm like I can just do that more efficiently and faster and so let me just do it right but it's it's hard at this point I I need to get I need to give up the little things just so it creates more time for the things that are more important yeah. are, like my family and you're not stressed out then there's not those moments <laughs> yeah, like of stress I have to to that email I'm right. like no someone can, else can get to those emails for me I think it's justified I think you should do it <laughs> my vote is do it yes, get a little bit of help <laughs> well listen thank you so much and I know we'll be talking again I'm sure sometime I soon I appreciate it thanks for it. letting me ramble <laughs> no this has been great <laughs>